This episode of the Good Ship Brothership is brought to you by Superfluidity. Looking to defy the normal laws of physics with your liquid? Just super cool some hydrogen and watch it run up the walls of your glass. For 10% off your supercooled hydrogen, go to superfluidity.net slash biz and enter promo code Brother fluids. <laughs> and now on to the show. You know, I'm just going to come out and say that I did not enjoy that sponsorship at all. It was fine. It was kind of, you're kind of tripping over your words, and then you got to the end, and it was like, oh, well, that's quite disgusting, actually. Okay, we're going to. Yeah. Okay, let's just roll right into the episode here. There's, cause, no. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Because you said disgusting things, and I want to talk about it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, roll um, right into it. Yeah, so today we will be talking about a 2019 album that made it kind of unexpectedly in a strange twist of fate onto my top five, top mm-hmm. three even albums of the year. And I will go so far as to say that my biggest crime was leaving this album at number three. Um, I've listened to it almost constantly since we recorded our episode, and I'm really enjoying it. And that album is Schlagenheim by Black Midi. And we're just going to play the theme music and roll right in. All Again, right. we're going to keep... Actually, we're going to roll onward. We're going to keep rolling. Because we've been rolling for a while now. Also, I feel... So, for next episode, we should do The Killing Joke. And, uh... Live at Folsom Prison. Oh, yeah. Because I've been listening to that album, like, every day for, like, the past several weeks. Yeah, that's a good idea. I feel like I need to talk about it. Because that's like... That... I can't think of a better live album than that. Bold. Very bold. Very bold. How many have you listened to? What, was this recorded live? No. Oh. (laughs) I mean, the David Bowie live album is incredibly good. Celebration Day. Yes. Okay. You're aboard the Good Ship Brothership. The Good Ship Brothership is the only arts podcast that covers film, music, gaming, literature, and improper storage of firearms. I really didn't like how you said the Good Ship Brothership back to back there. The Good Ship Brothership, the Good Ship Brothership. You were like, you're aboard the Good Ship Brothership. The Good Ship Brothership is the only arts film that covers you know, I I didn't like that. That didn't please me. Okay. It didn't sit well with me. It's okay. like if you took two bookends and put them in the middle of, of of all the books on the shelf and you just put them against each other. If I had two bookends right now, I'd just slam your face in them. <laughs> well, it's too bad that you don't have any no. then. You're worthless. You, do you, have you any are bookends worthless without bookends. We all know it. That'd be a good t-shirt. Without bookends, I am I'm worthless. Without bookends, I am nothing. Okay. Okay, so we're going to be talking about uh, Black Midi's Schlagenheim now. It's... Uh, came out early last year i yeah. believe is there a wikipedia page for it there is in fact oh. why don't i why don't i just get it oh good call and we can read it you know as if we're prepared mm-hmm. um, this album just has some of the weirdest lyrics ever oh my goodness where's the one about the porcupine hands um i think that's on the seventh track mm. i want to say okay Okay, Schlagenheim. I'm going to move the mic again. 
Schlangenheim is the debut studio album by English rock band Black Midi released on the 21st of June 2019, halfway through the year I guess, by Rough Trade Records. The band recorded the majority of the album over a five-day period with producer Dan Carey at his studio in South London. Throughout its recording, the band made the conscious decision not to replicate their live set, embellishing their four-piece setup with synthesizers, sequencers, drum machines, banjos, and organs, whilst, whilst, while the music was developed organically through extensive jamming sessions. Schlagenheim received praise from music critics and was later nominated for the 2019 Mercury Prize. It also peaked at number 43 on the UK album start. Okay, so that was one of the worst Wikipedia entries we've ever read for yeah, anything. It t- tells us nothing. It, yeah, it tells us that they decided to do something different for their album, like almost yeah. every other band. So what this album is, is it's uh, what could be called noise rock or experimental rock made by these young British dudes. And it's just, it's really fresh and it's really interesting. Um smacks a little bit to me of earlier to mid Pink Floyd but more so than that it reminds me of twisted television um, and later era David Bowie and I mean all three of those things are pretty good things if that's what you're sounding like so yeah let's let's get into the review a little bit I'm thinking Um, I'm thinking for this Mm-hmm. Why don't we do kind of an open discussion thing and we'll just go kind of back and forth. Sure. We won't do so much of a one-sided because the first thing I wrote in my notes here is Marmite to the extreme. No blame for the hate. Uh, there's there's really nothing that's uh, immediately pleasing or or accessible about this album. It's uh, the first time I heard it, I was I was actually disgusted by by the. Uh, their most popular song, which is Bum 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 BM BM BM, which I hate as a title. But uh it's 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 uh we'll be we'll be talking more about that song later. But anyway, um I heard that song and it was so it was so jarring to me and I thought this is this is quite awful and I, I really do dislike this. And then and then I was talking about how ludicrous it was with one of my coworkers who's also a music fan. I was like it's it's just it's so annoying and it's so dumb and weird and and then I, you know, played it for him, and we were laughing about it. Should I read a passage of lyrics just to give some context? I mean, if if you if you want to, sure. It I doesn't like it that. doesn't really give us a sense of the palatability of the. Of I the feel music, like it's but. it's helpful to give you an idea of where they're coming from. Okay, uh, from the track of Schlagenheim, it says, "Monday mor- morning commotion throughout, reverberations of a bell's sound, a sweetheart calls. I venture forth, a voice so fair I had no thought, preaching on the prose of naval aviation." And then later on in that same track, it says, I dream of a woman with the teeth of a raven and the hands of a porcupine. Yes, a sweetheart with the teeth of a raven and the feet of a prawn and the legs of a... And then he trails off. And then he vocalizes a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it's it's definitely weird. And and uh, and I'm, I'm quite curious to know what you, what you think of this album because it's pretty far outside both of our of our established comfort zones I would say I've been listening to a lot of uh, like white stripes and that this sort of thing over the past year and a lot of just straight up rock and roll a lot of Zeppelin and that sort of thing and you've been listening to a lot of stuff like Johnny Cash and The National and more mellow stuff yeah so, very much so so what were your th- what were your kind of thoughts on the tones of this album 
Yeah, I mean, really the only time in the last year that I've listened to rock and roll has been with, I mean, there are some exceptions, of course, but 90% of the time has either been, if I'm exercising, I like to listen to something that's a bit more motivating than the (laughs) national. Um, Johnny Cash isn't bad, though. So when I'm exercising or if I'm doing research for the show, other than that, it's been it's been mostly mellow. But I really liked this album. Um, I think it's really smartly done from an instrumental standpoint. I think um, it was never built to be all things to all people or many things to many people. Yeah, no. <laughs> and and I think what it sets out to do, how I perceive it, is that it is a tremendous success, but. I don't think it's really more than they intended it to be. You know, sometimes when you have a great creation, it it transcends the original vision and it ends up being massively being popular, massively so, popular, something like Dark Side of the Moon. Appeal. Yeah, something. Yeah, from a band who at times has been way more niche with Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon has just huge appeal for most music fans. Yeah, this is not that. This is very niche in its sound. And I'll probably only be listening to it in the future when I want something like that. But it's very interesting. It's really uh, intellectually stimulating from the the musical composition standpoint. I it is noise rock, which is what I've heard it called. There, but there's, that's there's, kind of pejorative, and I don't really like that because I yeah. think that there's a lot of intelligence that this was written with from a musical standpoint. Well, there's a lot of jazz influence here, particularly in the drums, and I was reading one kind of appraisal of Black Midi as a band where they said, it's one of the few bands that you could argue is led by the drums. Yeah. And I would say that's that's borderline true. Their, their drummer, whose first name's Morgan, I can't remember his last name, is like incredibly, incredibly oh, yeah. good. That's like, part of what reminded me of late era Bowie is he has the Mark Wheeliana vibes for yeah. sure. And also Arctic Monkeys, I would say, with mm-hmm. Matthew J. Helders, who at his best is one of the better drummers oh, yeah. in the spotlight right now, even though he was literally castrated by their latest he album. Completely just like he was he might I'm pretty sure they, the band. I'm pretty sure they took an actual copy of the album and used it like a saw to castrate him. Yeah, just go back to plumbing, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's we love you, but it's over. It's uh, that did break my heart. Yeah, but anyways, uh, yeah, I yeah I really enjoyed it. The nonsensical nature of it doesn't bother me any more than it would bother me if if it was instrumental only with no vocals. Yeah, you know, I think. I was struggling with this idea. Like, do these songs mean anything? Yes. And I think they do. They do. Um, for for example, let me give you an example here. Near DTMI is a uh, is the title of one of the songs. Do you know what that stands for? Near Detroit, Michigan. Yes. And that's just a. I just pulled that out of my nice arm. Out of your yeah. Okay. And uh, the lyrics, if I can find them here are actually like loosely about um like how how the housing difficulties huh. that Detroit is facing right now which is kind of interesting and there's a it's it's one of my favorite tracks on the album near DTMI and uh there there's a really um really really the most kind of typical like quote unquote metal mm-hmm. moment on the album is the refrain where he like screams there's lead in the water mm-hmm. you know and 
and I re- I really like that moment when it kind of reaches that fever pitch, and I I consider that to be like what is it? It's track one, two, three. It's track four out of a nine-track album, and I consider it to be kind of the middle middle point, the nice like focal point or pivoting point of the album uh, from maybe a thematic standpoint. And I do think that boom, boom, boom has kind of a social undertone to it. Yeah, it, it's but there's no denying that it's quite a nonsensical album, and that the the meaning of the lyrics if anything is something that you will get into later on if you stick with the album it's not something i don't think that would really attract you to the album no like uh no no a leonard cohen or an alex cameron well, or something no, like but that. this this dude i'm pretty sure his name's jordy the lead singer um he's not i don't think he's really going for that sort of thing no. he's more more of like a talking heads kind of lyricism where you you hear it and you go what but you, but you're still kind of trying to sing along it's it's not it's not really an album that you can sing along to so i'm not sure it's not it's not going to be in my like top albums of all time but uh but it does have some some uh qualities in retrospect that that make it unsurprising that i was drawn to it yeah i think it's made it's made with great care to seem that it's randomly put together you know like they they went to great pains to make it seem like they worked less hard than they probably did. I can't believe it's, that they recorded like the whole thing in five days. Yeah, that's incredible. I've, I recorded well. I guess my my band's uh, second album that we recorded was we did well. We we recorded fourteen tracks in seven days. So I guess that's not like crazy if you know your material, but that's mm. still a very short amount of time. Um, per- particularly. Particularly for an album as densely populated and as sonically textured as this is, yeah, which it is. Definitely. Um, I I got some strong. I'm gonna be like a sommelier now. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Can you hear that? A little bit of ASMR for the people at home. I'm opening the jewel case. We we're just gonna, watching an ASMR video yeah. that was somebody eating pickle, pickles, but with a massive bass boost. Yeah, it was great. That was pretty good. Anyway, and I'm gonna I'm gonna smell mm-hmm. the album. That, that smells good. And I'm going to tell you that I'm picking up on notes of of television, um, a little with a little um, subtle undertones of talking heads. And then we get kind of a mellow uh, radio head seeping in, and and on on the lower end, on the drumming spectrum, and on some of the guitar work, I'm getting notes of Arctic Monkeys. That's fair. But then it's like you took all those things and you put them into a blender. And I don't mean you put them into a blender and then you pour out the result. I mean you, you threw put the them, blender down the stairs. You put them in the blender and then you record the blending as it happens. Yeah. And most of what you can hear is the blender, but then every so often, like an Arctic Monkeys guitar line comes through or something like that. Yeah. the The album is incredibly chaotic. I think it's, you're selling it a bit short on its lack of appeal, though. I think if you like rock, you should try it, and you should listen to it a couple times. Absolutely, um, you should. And I think you'll be surprised. I was by how much I enjoyed it. And we, Grant and I, have been getting a real kick out of "boom, boom, boom" and how it's the same, basically like one or two lines repeated over and over again. But most of the album is less obtuse than that. Like when we were skipping through the track list before we started recording, like a lot of this, it's out there, but it's not that out there. I do think that the biggest hurdle once you actually get into this album and you you go past like. Those like uh, nine, what's it? Nine fifty three, and then mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Once you get past those two tracks, which are pretty rambunctious, 
I think the biggest hurdle people are going to have is the singer's voice. It's very nasal. very nasally, very cartoony. Uh, somebody said he sounds like a cartoon, like, supervillain. And That's I, fair. I would agree with that. Like, he, he does have this really, like, ludicrous theatricality to his but performance. But there's, there's that dramatic theatrical quality to the whole album that I yeah, think no, is very totally. exaggerated. And, yeah, it brings to mind... It's It sounds like an album that a villain would make. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> for sure. It really does. Um, I th- I think, though within those kind of characteristics might be one of this album's only downfalls the, the members of this band are younger than they're they're about your age mm-hmm. uh, they're around 20 Gosh, 21 maybe 22 what have and, i done with uh, my life and it, but on on a certain level it does sound like and they all went to art school for like performing arts and that stuff that makes me feel a little better it does. It does kind of, in moments, sound like a like an album that was made by some young, inexperienced dudes who just came out of art school. Like it, it, it feels at points, at its worst points, like some guys trying to be kind of clever, you know. And it doesn't have that completely guttural feeling that, say, the Chariot had at their best. It's not as heavy as something like the Chariot, no, it's or not even nearly as heavy as some, the Chariot. Some of the tracks don't really tran- like transcend rock and roll in terms of how heavy they are and no. some of them go a bit more towards metal yeah for sure but but that that would be something would you agree with that like at at times it, it feels a little too um uh experimental the for the sake of being experimental not not even but per pretentious pretentious that's yeah. what i'm looking for i i don't think so i think it's pretty fun and fairly I don't think there's a huge barrier to entry in, in in that way. I just think that the album is what it is, and it's bold, and it's brash, and it's fun if that's what you want. But if that's not what you want, I don't think there's much much here for you, you know? Yeah. Similar to Leonard Cohen is one of my favorite artists of all time, one of the greatest writers, certainly, uh, certainly one of the greatest Canadian musicians of all time. But if you're looking for, like, wicked guitar lines and rock and roll, like, don't go to Leonard Cohen. It's yeah. the same idea where it's just, like, you won't find you won't find it here if you're yeah. looking for, like, normal yeah. poetry and, 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 frankly, normal music. Yeah. Now, speaking of, like, normal music, and to return to the palatability of this album, which, I, you know, I don't want to make it a focal point. No. But it's just that my story of coming to love this album was one that I... Either it has not been oft produced for me, or had it has never happened outside of my experience with this album, and that is just my hating it, kind of reviling it, actually mocking it. And then it was one day when I was at mom and dad's place after church, and uh, Hannah was working, and uh, we were just kind of hanging around between church and me going home, and uh, and I kind of I was standing around going, you know what, I kind of do feel like listening to that to that album and just kind of seeing what it's all about. And this was right before we, this is the Sunday before, we always record on Tuesdays. So it was the Sunday before we were going to record on Tuesday for, for our, yes, that's true, it's Wednesday. But, my dudes. But, um, but it was the Sunday before we would record our albums on Tuesday, our albums of the year. And so I, I downloaded, downloaded this album off Spotify and I listened to it on my drive home and I was still going like, Eh, like it's it's okay i guess but it's pretty out there and i'm not really it's very it's very disorienting at times 
and then I got home and there was a whole mess of cleaning up in the house I had to do. I had to do a bunch of dishes. There's kind of stuff sitting out everywhere and I like to keep a relatively clean house when I can. So I threw this album on on the uh, our nice sound bar that we have for the TV, which sounds really great. And I turned the bass up a little bit, and I started a, started off the album on uh, 9.53, and I just started doing dishes. I have never done dishes faster in my entire life. Like, You're I just, swear. like, breaking the plates. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't even washing them. I was just throwing them <laughs> onto the ground and then sweeping them up and then, and then power rinsing them. But, uh, but it was... So bite a spoon in half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously though, something in that moment of washing dishes and listening to this album, something just clicked. And from that moment on, I was like, wow, I really like this. And I listened to it uh, definitely more than I listened to uh, uh, Norman effing Rockwell. And probably, I've, at this point, I've listened to it more than I've listened to what I gave my album of the year to, which is I, I. And... Uh, I, I am still really enjoying it. The It's nine tracks, 43 minutes long, you know, God bless them. Mm-hmm. Partially probably because they didn't have the budget to record more songs, but but I love that. And, uh, and each song feels so distinct from the others, mm-hmm. you know? It, you're not going to confuse one track with, with the next. And at times this album has a really pleasing flow to it going from track to track uh i did feel that um i i can i could get a little fatigued by the song structures in this album Mm -hmm. which upon first glance are very they they just kind of morph and most songs will start off with a really hypnotic and repetitive riff or motif or chord progression or something that that goes on for like three minutes or so and then suddenly Whoa, hard left turn. Everybody's blowing their noses, you know. Plates are being broken, spoons bitten in half. We've we've left this initial hypnotic repetitive riff and now we're plunging into sonic noise and chaos and all that sort of thing. And then that'll last for like a minute and a half. And then the original riff kind of comes circling back in. And I think I feel like a lot of the uh, tracks on this album kind of subscribe to that song structure. And it, I, I don't know. After after a couple listens, it it's a little more predictable. I mean, you've you know it's coming, but is that something you found? I yes, but one thing that I want to note about this album and how I listen to it is songs just blended together for me. I'd put it on at the beginning, middle, end, and just like loop it while I was working at school, while I was working in the shop, or while I was exercising or driving, and. At this point, I've listened to it enough, I've listened to it quite a bit, that I know some songs, what they are, but for the most part, it's just an individual blob of sound <laughs> that I just start at some, It has no beginning or end, and it's you, you listen to it, amorphous it's thing. like the album art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I kind of agree, but I also feel like when I listen to it, it's mostly been as background music, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I haven't sat down and like, this has been the only or the main thing I've been doing. And I think it works super well. It's a great album to work to, whether you're exercising it, or... Well, clearly, that's how I came to love it. Or uh, I was wiring stuff at school or doing dishes or whatever. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a really neat album, and I think it's worth checking out. Um, my, I, my famous standard for if an album is great is 
if it's new and if it sounds good, it's fantastic. Uh, this is new. <laughs> I'm not sure if it sounds good or not, but it's pretty interesting and I like it. I would like to I would like to point out too though that for all the sonic chaos and upheaval that this album has, you know, like feedbacking guitars, mm-hmm. somebody just slamming their hands on a piano, the drums just going wild and all that sort of thing. This album is rife and riveted together by and it would have to be by some really tight nice grooves Mm -hmm. it is very musical Um, yeah and 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 i think that they actually struck a wonderful balance between the kind of avant-garde noise rock elements Mm -hmm. of this album and the more traditional you know drum and bass and here's your riff and everything's hunky-dory you know what a song sounds like here it is kind of kind of music yeah i i think that they they did a wonderful job with that balancing act and if they had done a a poor job y- you would know it you know you'd mm-hmm. have just a, a yoko ono solo album or something um i th- and i think to carry on with that the only song that i actually find abrasive even now like after listening to it is the track years ago which is track number eight on this album. It's only two minutes and 20-some seconds long, but it's the only one where it kind of still sets my teeth on edge. It, it's kind of just needlessly thrashy, and uh, it just, just I don't know. I don't know. It's just the only one I can't get along with, but it mm. is two minutes and 20-some seconds long, and uh, for that I can forgive this album. Because the, re- the rest of the tracks I think are... Are really great. We got it opens off with 953, which is super high energy. It's got these rangy guitar riffs, a real thrashy punk guitar riff. The mm-hmm. and uh, these really woozy verse changes and tempo shifts and that sort of thing. I think they do a really good job in that song of having an unconventional and really fluid song structure. Uh, we got a great song in reggae, which has some fantastic drum work like very notable drum work i'd say in this album of course near dtmi as we already talked about is a more typical song structure uh, and the only instance of maybe the kind of vocals you would expect for some of this kind of music mm-hmm. uh the song western which ha- comes out of kind of kind of comes out of left field with a uh, kind of americana clean guitar riff uh kind of folksy but then the song takes it in a really cool direction and it starts to sound a lot like a television song with the very clever way that the two guitars intertwine and play off each other and uh and then we've got your favorite track on the album you're telling me before we started recording which is of schlagenheim which i would consider to be the title track which has just like one of the tightest bass fuzz (laughs) lines that's I don't know I think it is my favorite song but what I was saying more is that's like my favorite moment in the album is oh, when yeah. when that bass fuzz like drops and you just it just gives me chills every time and the drums so just kind of do the yeah it's awesome yeah it's it's that is a really great moment on the album and 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 I just want to I think the thing that keeps bringing me back to this album is it just sounds really fresh like it's very fresh it sounds like it was made by people who are excited to make it very excited yeah and and you you know i uh 
I was so thirsty for rock and roll mm-hmm. last year, and I I gobbled up "Help a Stranger" by the Rack on Tours, which I still think is a is a good album. But I like that. Album. But if you listen, I like that album much more than this. Really? Yeah. I feel like if I listen to "Help a Stranger" and then I listen to this, "Help a Stranger" would just sound kind of limp and bland. I mean, they're two different things, but but they are. But just just one is so tried and true sounding and and so risk averse in so many ways i disagree i think help a stranger is such a nice blend of of the old and the classic with like the fresh and jack white's own personal touch they're two very different things but they're kind of interesting to compare and contrast i guess in my opinion if you want a great mix of past and future look no further than white blood cells by the white stripes but you know anyway um and then uh, the the closing track, Ductor, is also a very, very good closer. We don't have that kind of uh, closer phobia that so many bands seem to mm-hmm. get where you have the closing track and then, oh, wait, you know, here's this B-side that we weren't sure if we should release, but it's kind of like the slowest song that we wrote, yeah. and so I guess we'll put it at the end. because six isn't and a half slow? minutes long. Yeah. I and, wrote it about my mother's... Hey, guys, it's Grant Andrews here. Um... Sometimes we say things in life that we shouldn't have said, and uh, that's one of those times in this podcast that you're listening to right now. I said something that I shouldn't have said, so I'm I removed it and I put this in instead. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> We're gonna have to redact that. What are you up to? Okay. I'm making a note of that. Woof! I don't know why I said that. Wow! All these years, I thought it was just macrame. <laughs> I am so sorry I said oh, that. I, I really haven't, like, I've really only harmed myself there. Okay, can we stop We're going to have to, no. There's one, there's one more thing I do want to talk about, and that's just, I think, both of our uh, starting point with this album, which is the track, Boom, Boom, Boom. There, there are two lines in the entire song. Uh, the first line that we hear is, she moves with a purpose, a magnificent purpose. Basically, she moves with a magnificent purpose, or such a magnificent purpose. What a magnificent whatever. purpose. Yeah. And then the second one is, and they they find different ways to suck themselves off, but she does not care at all. She moves with a purpose. That is, And how long is that song? Like A little over half, five minutes. Five and a half minutes? A little over five. Oh, oh, oh just under five. Just under five. Um, and the song has, I, I'm think if I'm th- thinking correctly, I'm going to say it has two notes in the entire song yeah i think so because there's one during the big drum fill and then another one yeah. for the rest of the song yeah how do you feel about this it's, i like it it's five it minutes hard. of like one note yeah but and it, two lines yeah but it rocks <laughs> nice I, dude i i am honestly quite shocked that you like this album the, quite as much as you do and i'm even more surprised that you like that song as much so as you do here's here's the thing it's an impossible album for me to really quantify <laughs> how much like I could see I wake up tomorrow and I've forgotten about it and I never listen to it again, but, but that's not going to, I'm going to keep listening to it, yeah. but, but it's, it's just kind of like, it's kind of funny in it's absurdity to it me. Varied. And I like yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we were sending each other, <laughs> well, first of all, I sent, I sent Grant the entirety of the lyrics to that song, which is like the same two lines over and over and over and over again for five minutes. And then we were sending each other like gifts that were like just. Dis- like instead of she moves with a porpoise, I sent you like she moves with a, and then like a gif of a porpoise, 
I sent you that, and then you sent me. They find different ways to sock emoji themselves <laughs> off, like to sock themselves off. But she does not give it off. Like she to, moves with a purr. I'm like driving bus. to school listening to that song, yeah, and I'm like, she was with a poor bus. <laughs> what a magnificent so it's, purpose! It's just it's kind of fun. It's kind of zany. And and I was watching the esteemed Anthony Fantano uh, review this album. I don't always agree with his opinions. But he, I think he's gotten a lot better. His reviews are actually a lot more serious than they used to be, and I appreciate that. Thanks, Anthony. But um, he said, he said like, that song is so absurd, and on like your first listening, you hate it. But then after a while, you're just amazed at how far they push it. It's good, and like that is that it's is easily rocks. yeah, that's easily the best part of the song. Is it's like you really took two notes and two lines, and you made a five minute song that's listenable out of yeah. it. I'd shake your hand for doing that. Quite honestly, I really would. She moves with a purpose. <laughs> what a magnificent! It is such purpose. a magnificent. It is such. It is such. A I was gonna try purpose. and think of a way of teeing up, telling you that I bought the CD with telling you that I saw the I, CD last week. But I wanted to tell you that I got it, and it has been such a magnificent purchase. <laughs> <laughs> what a magnificent purchase! What a magnificent purchase yeah so i guess i guess that's what i'm saying is i think if you uh, if you look at this album and you expect i'm to, very pleased with you that expect joke. to enjoy it from a real musical standpoint but don't take it too seriously no don't worry about it just yeah. have fun with it i think you'll probably enjoy it and i do think i i think like i was watching a live performance of boom 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 i i told you about this already this is for the audience's edification more so but um and the the lead singer and one of the guitarists uh, starts to play the solo for Champagne Supernova yeah. in the middle of Boom Boom Boom. So it's like, and then he was like also quoting some Kanye lyrics too in the middle of it. So it's kind of clear to me that these guys aren't taking specifically that song, which is their biggest yeah. song, which is also kind of weird, isn't Super it? Super weird. I think it's, people are just like, they did what? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'll listen to that. But... Uh, but like it's it's clear to me that they're they're having fun with it, they're messing around with it, and they're not taking like a spe- like if a, you saw a band and they were taking a song like that seriously, it would turn you right off, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and another side note, speaking of, because I've watched a couple of their live concerts and they sound really good live, but they they suffer from that British band thing where they just kind of stand there. Yeah, which also makes no sense because this music's so energetic. All Actually, Oasis. they're 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 so their drummer is very energetic. Their guitarist, a guy who doesn't sing but he just plays guitar, is like stupid energetic, like flailing around. He's got he's got hair exactly like Johnny Greenwood, yeah, from Radiohead, like that long fringe that just kind of that's where he gets around. his powers from, probably. And uh, and that guy's like literally like writhing around on his back on stage, and then and the other two are just like completely the, stationary. The lead singer kind of does this thing where he like sort of struts around while he's playing guitar a little bit if he doesn't have to sing. But if he's singing, he's just kind of standing there and just kind of limply. And their bass player is like the most stone still, nice. like po-faced, looks miserable band member I have ever seen in my entire life. Like he looks so sad all <laughs> the time and it's hilarious. And the other funny thing too is you you watch these, like they, they've played some shows like uh, at big festival stages. And so you have to assume they're opening for other metal bands like they'd probably be paired with metal bands or something Mm -hmm. like that and you get these amazing shots of the mosh pit 
and they have no idea what to do. Like, the, the a heavy part of a song comes along, yeah. and like everybody's like circling, they're like smashing into each other, and then, other and stuff. And the then it just supernova, and then solo. it just stops, and everybody's just kind of like, yeah, okay, they're just kind of like bobbing around, like nodding their heads and stuff, and then it's like heavy bit, and everybody's like, and it's just like the funniest like way to make the mosh pitters super twitchy that I've ever seen. <laughs> so yeah, go listen to it, enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, and if you have heard this album or if or if you have been inspired to listen to this album from this episode and, and you do so, please, seriously, let us know what you think about about it. Messages message us on Instagram or on Facebook if you just type in the Good Ship Brothership, we will certainly come up. And uh and do let us know what you think of this album. Love it or hate it or be somewhere in between. Whatever whatever you're feeling in your heart and soul. Because I'm actually I'm very, very curious to know. This album's received quite a bit of acclaim. Like and these guys are getting way more popular than this music should should make anybody. So I don't know what the actual barometer for like the populace would be. We'll find out. We will. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, next time, uh, we will be reviewing The Killing Joke, I do believe. And then, what was the other thing we said we were going to do? Live at Folsom Prison. Live at Folsom Prison by Johnny Cash. And I would really like to do White Blood Cells by The White Stripes. That's three things. I'm just saying. Uh, oh, like just for our general. upcoming oh, okay, episodes. Sure. I, would, I would like to do that. Let's do it. So if you haven't read or listened to either of those three things, either of those three things, any of those three, any things? Of those three things, it's, it's time to do it now. Do the job. It's time to do it now, you have so time. that so that you've got context. You you have a rich experience. You've got context. Yes, you've got context. We've got context. He's got context. They've got context. Hotel She's got context. Trivago.